My name is Terry Messenger. with high achievers that have an innate sense that they are called to impact the world. Hello, hello and welcome to my Genius Zone and my name is Terry Messenger and I've got someone really super exciting backstage who is about to come on and greet you. And this lady happens to be a 20-year-old coach. She is the coach of coaches amongst young women who is an amazing badass and she has the most unique modalities and she holds the philosophy that life is not about a book of rules, but it is about a book of guidelines. So I love her philosophies. I love what she is going to bring to help you to deconstruct your old patterns and to really know how to step into that liberation of finding your inner, your inner magic through, and I won't tell you at all because we don't want to steal her thunder, but through a very divine and unique modality. So with no further ado, I would like to introduce to you the beautiful 20-year-old coach, Miracle. Hi, Miracle. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Terry? I am I am really good actually. I'm just feeling so ready for this and I can't wait to just you know tell our audience about what you do and your zone of genius. So I guess now that our audience knows that we have you, the beautiful miracle, the 20-year-old life coach, um, I'd like to introduce myself as well. So my name's Terry Messenger, and I'm a world-class coach, trainer, therapist, and a success activator. So what I love doing is I love seeing other coaches in their zone of genius, which is exactly what we're going to be doing right here today. Because Miracle has got something that I know there are people out there praying for. And so with no further ado, I'm going to ask you my first question. Where are you? I am in the state of Minnesota in the U.S. <laughs> Beautiful. And is it true, are you really just 20 years old? Absolutely. That's what it says in my ID, 2001. <laughs> And I take it that you've been told before that you uh, have wisdom beyond your years, that, you know, you seem a lot more mature. Yep. I don't think there's ever been a time that I haven't gotten that I seem older than I am. Yep. That's amazing. That's incredible. So tell me, Miracle, how long have you been a, a life coach for? Um, I've been a life coach for a few months, actually. Um, I've been a life learner for 20 years. Beautiful. I love that. A life learner for 20 years. And so, you know, I'd like to expound on your zone of genius. And, you know, one of the things that I've really come to know 
is that when we tap into something that is really unique, like you're a coach and you've done some really great coaching and healing with people. In fact, you were telling me before backstage that you've worked with a a 42-year-old and, you know, you've helped them. So what do you believe was the biggest breakthrough for that person who you have coached? The biggest breakthrough for them, I believe, um, was their realization of the narratives that they held on to so long. Um, And it had been such a lifelong practice that they never realized it was even there. So pinpointing and realizing what was holding them back and then moving through um, using looking ahead and also um, a couple of energetic laws um, to help them deconstruct those narratives and build new ones based on how they wanted their life to go. Excellent. That's amazing. So, you know, what were some of the narratives that you needed to build for yourself? Because I know that when people are really soul aligned coaches, quite often, I know even for myself, you know, I was a mess when I came into the coaching industry. I came in an absolute hot mess. And, you know, one of the things that happened was I was telling myself all kinds of stories. I had a perception about people and life that really came from my younger years that filled my head with self-doubt. Do you know what I'm talking about? You would know what I'm talking about as a as a 20-year-old coach, right? Um, I had these, you know, ideas that put me into so much crippling self-doubt that I couldn't make a decision. You know, I literally could not make a decision because I didn't, I wasn't sure enough of myself. And so deconstructing that, I know how powerful that was for me. I want to hear your story and what that was like for you, where it started, what you really had to, I guess, break down first and then start rebuilding. So are you happy to share about that? Absolutely. Um, so for me, I, like a lot of people, um, I struggled a lot with the whole disease to please, like wanting to please everyone and asking people's opinions all the time. Like, I don't think I, before, um, like years ago, I don't think I ever made a decision without asking someone for their insight and what they thought. Um, and that was kind of a reflection of my respect for myself. Because, I mean, clearly, I didn't even trust my own self enough to go with what I wanted, um, even though there were decisions that would affect me. So that was the biggest one, um, just struggling with what people thought, not trusting myself, um, feeling like I was going to fail, like being so terrified of failing that I, was, I didn't even try things. Um, so I had to really deconstruct all of that. I really had to work through all of that um, to get where I am now. And I had to first start with trusting myself. So knowing that my gut was safe, I had to build those self-love practices. Um, and then I, through that, everything else kind of followed. Um, after mm-hmm. I started trusting myself, I was able to let go of outside opinions and like what people thought and holding on to that. Um, and I really had to 
look ahead. I, throughout my life, I've always looked ahead at like, okay, you know, when my time comes at the end of the road, like I want to be able to say that I lived. That has been my lifelong, every time I always think about that. And I thought I had been doing it. Um, and I was like, well, I have all this time. That's another thing that crippled me is like, I'll do it one day, one day when I'm older, when I'm more established, like I let that get to me. I let my age get to me. And then I started, um, I experienced um, death for the first time of someone my age. And then I did again a year later, um, people that I went to school with. And that struck me the most, like, mm. It's not, you know, time is not promised. Um, and just the realization that why put it off for someday, you know? Um, so that hit me the most. And that really kind of smashed through all of those, like, things that I told myself about how I have to be established in order to um, be successful and live my life. I have to be older uh, to get to that point. And wow. then have I... Wow, have you actually thanked their angelic wings so to speak for giving you that wisdom for it's it's almost like you know my mum used to always say to me whenever she'd try to advise me I was always the stubborn rebellious teenager and uh, she'd shake her head and say well you can't put an old head on young shoulders but you know um, I, I heard a saying that I, I really hold on to especially in where I am helping coaches to launch their legacy and brand their brilliance, which is, by the way, not about colour and graphics. It's about what you and I are talking about right now, getting down to the heart and soul of who you really are and having that life experience at such a young age of losing two people to find out that life, you know, just when you were telling yourself, I'll wait till I'm older, I'll wait until this happens. You know, these two people show you in a life lesson that life can't be promised. That, you know, and, and that must have been enough to, to just really spark, to really just, you know, zap you into that. But the saying that I heard actually that is really relevant um, that I believe and it is that, you know, it's intelligence, emotional intelligence to learn from our own mistakes, but it's ingenious to learn from others. And, you know, when we can, you know, it's like, you know, the theory that you've got, and I'm going to ask you to expound on that a little bit too. Um, one of your practices is that you love to take people into that space of old age. So, and, and I know how spiritually powerful that can be um, because, I mean, we can download. This is the greatest way to download. So when we're in suddenly in the last years of our life in old age, um, optimistically, and we look back at our life, tell me some of the, the greatest things and some of the wisdoms and I guess the gold nuggets that you've encountered yourself and, and your clients from taking them through that ritual, that experience? Um, the best thing that brightens me up every time is you can almost see it 
in their faces because I do my coaching um, through video chatting and you can see it in their faces the moment that they realize um, all that they want to do and the moment they realize how much they're limiting themselves. Um, and that realization, I'd say, is the biggest gold piece of when they imagine how they want to look back on their life and what they want to be able to say that they did and accomplished, then they think, oh, because I always point out and I always ask, are you existing or are you living? And they're like, well, I'm living. Like, I'm both? The question mark? Like, they never understand until I say, okay, so you're at the end of the road and you look back on your life. What do you think of it? And that's when they it clicks and they understand. And that, I think, is the greatest part to it. Oh, wow, that's so good. And and do you know what for your experience on that when you've when you've gone out there and because you're a young person, you've got wisdom beyond your years, you're you know, you're a really um six, you know, you're a really gifted coach. Um, so tell me what was your your experience by going out to the old lady and looking back at the young miracle? Um yeah, that I talk to I talk to old Miracle all the time. Um, right before, especially before big decisions that seem terrifying and scary. Um, right before those big leaps, I talk to her all the time. And my take is always whatever it is that I'm afraid of, whatever's limiting me, like the worrying about what other people think, etc. Like every single time, the answer is it's not gonna matter when you get here. What's gonna matter when you get here is whether or not you made the decision and whether or not you got the payoff from that decision. Wow, that is amazing. Now we're gonna talk about these powerful laws that you have, that you've obviously learned and that you've got under your belt. And you know, um, they're the 12 energetic laws. Now I love energetics, I can tell you. And the laws of the universe, if you look at the Bible and the laws of the universe, they all correlate, you know. They, they're, they're like a rhythm of a, the most beautiful dance of life. So um, I'm going to get you to share a little bit later and I want to encourage people to stay on board because um, what we're going to be doing is hearing miracles three. She's, she's got 12 energetic laws but she's going to share three of those energetic laws. So you need to stay on board for that because that's so, so powerful. So what made you actually go and actually learn and bring that into your scope um, of what you're doing? What, what attracted you to those 12 laws? Um, my own life coach um, that I hired um, and that I've been working with for the past few years, she is the one that introduced them to me. And, um, you know, when she presented them, it was obviously, you know, take, um, take what you need, leave what you don't need, or just keep it in the back of your mind. And so I was like, okay. And I was like, as I was living and as I was um, doing the inner work, I noticed certain ones showing up more and more in my life and I noticed their impact. And then I started intentionally working with them and that just flipped everything like completely. 
That's incredible. And I love that. You know, usually that click moment um, that you just talked about, it's like that sharp right turn. It's like the sudden, you know, uh, usually it's not hard. It's usually something that just suddenly flips and turns the key. And it's like, I almost say it's, it's like dialing a number. You could have every number right, but if you're one number out, you're not going to get through, right? Same with a lottery ticket. Same if you were going to open up a safe or a vault that holds all of your treasures in there. For you to access it, you just need a few, you need the right code. And, you know, we're going to talk about your three uh, most favourite codes of those energetic laws. So we're standby for that. But um, what I want to do now is I want to open up something that is very fascinating and unique about you as a, a life coach. And it is about something that you practice and that you believe in. And it is it is dancing. So I want to, I'm uh, like, believe it or not, you're talking to the right person here because I love to dance. So I want to hear all about your, you know, your dance therapy. Um, I call it therapy, right, because obviously I guide coaches to really um, bring out some beautiful programs, so I tend to make up names all the time. But tell us about your dance therapy. Um, so I actually, I want to be careful not to say dance therapy because in the dance world, dance therapy is an actual um, licensed practice and we talk all the time about that line between there so um, I just wanted to say that um, but for me I incorporate dance in everything I do and I intertwine it in my coaching um, because I believe that the power of dance is something like no other um, I love to dance I've wanted to dance since I was a kid it didn't happen until a few years ago, um, but I'm looking back, I can see all the ways that it has shown up in my life um, through gatherings with family and friends, um, business events, I've been to business events where there have been um, dancing, um, people just being happy, people trying to cheer themselves up when they're sad, it, it, really connects people um, and it's really boosting for celebration as well, celebrating mm -hmm. in dance. And what do you call it? Because you do have an actual name for it. So what, what is the actual name of this? Um, I, call, I call it the power of celebration in dance um, and celebration and dance. <laughs> Love it. Love. Let's dance, girlfriend. Let's dance. So I, love I dance that. anytime. <laughs> through dance. You know something, Anthony Robbins talks about this a lot. Um, but the fact is that moving your body is the single most powerful way to shift negative energy because every single thing, and it's interesting that you do the, the 12 energetic laws, right? And you do this power of celebration through dance. 
because energetics and dance, um, there is a modality that I actually teach and it is, I call it colour therapy actually, and it's it's where the memory of the body and everything is trapped inside the muscles. Now, this is this is going to be absolutely, this is why I love your dance, you know, what you're doing with this celebration dance because, you know, this is your gig, right? And, you know, what I know and what Anthony Robbins talks about is when you shift your body, you're moving your emotions. That's why it's great to, you know, get up in the morning and go out and take a brisk walk or move. But dancing is and especially when you're bringing other people in because you're connecting, you're getting people. Because if you if you think about it, and you know this, I am absolutely confident that when a person's really dancing with the music and they're really in the flow, they're outside of their head. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Into Absolutely. their body and out of their head. It's like lose your mind and come to your senses. Absolutely. In fact, um, one of the ways that I look at dance is also it's a confidence booster. Um, a little secret. I was dancing before this, like right before it. I turned on one of my favorite songs and I was just jamming out because I was like, it like it gets you so hyped and excited for what's to come and life and whatever it is you're preparing for it's just it the qual the impacts of dance just go it's so many layers to it i love that i absolutely love that and you know i have heard that from so many of the you know like the the highest up people that dance and actually listen to music whether they can dance or not is another thing, but by listening to the music and moving before you go on live, it really just helps to shift. So I absolutely love that. So tell me about, you know, one of the things, and I did talk about this with you backstage, is that the power of a person's genius zone, and that is something that I love honing in on. It's your own unique gift and practice that you've got that no one else has, right, Miracle, is there's someone out there that totally is praying for someone like you to come along. And it comes through life experience. And it's not that, you know, um, it's not that we have got unique things all the way. It's just that our experiences put together is a unique blueprint of your fingerprint. And, you know, with your, you know, celebration of dance, can you talk about as a child um, and how that correlates to pain as a child and how that is, you know, really impacted on your passion for it here and now? Absolutely, absolutely. So when I was a kid, about six or seven, I wanted to be a ballerina. I had a pink and purple little plastic ballet bar. I had the whole setup. I had a little DVD that showed like the steps and all that. Um, but listening to outside voices, um, I thought that I couldn't dance. And so, and I was very impressionable as a little kid. So I was like, 
all right. And so I pretty much gave it up. Um, and throughout my life, dance has always showed up for me. Um, it showed up with me and for me. Um, so dancing socially, like I said, at gatherings and parties, but also it stayed in my body. Um, so like things linked to like um, professional dance, like in ballet, things of that style stayed with me. And I noticed myself doing it all the time, like behind the scenes, I call it, um, when no one's watching. And it really got me through a lot of times. It got me through um, life. And then eventually I just, as I grew with like myself and my own working through narratives, um, I was really able to unlock that and go back to that and realize that that is still a passion of mine. And even when I abandoned it, I say it never abandoned me and it was always wow. there. That is so, so good. So you can take the girl out of the dance, but you can't take the dance out of the girl? Absolutely. I love that. That's so, so good. So now this brings me to the part where, you know, what I would want to say is, you know, when you're talking about being able to really help uh, the people that you help and move them to a new place, what is what is some of the biggest shifts that you've seen happening for people? You know, um, perhaps if you can particularly think of someone, you know, that is, you know, someone that's really made a big impression, like you've you've seen them come through, they've they've had a noticeable shift in their life. Can you talk me through that? Yes, as soon as you said. Um, that I instantly thought of confidence. I had a client who was very shy and reserved and didn't really know um, who they were. And after working through all of that, um, I got to see them really step into who they are and really identify who they are for themselves. And through that came um, a confidence. And the reason that one stood out the most to me is because I feel like every time people hear the word confidence, they think that um, they think of someone who's loud and out there. And it's no, this person is an introvert. You don't have to be loud and out there and having all eyes on you to display confidence. Like this person is still an introvert. Um, they still are like fairly like, you know, they're not, they're not putting themselves out there, like, but they're confident and sure in who they are and it's seen even if they're not like oh hey look at me like they don't have to be hey look at me because their confidence is felt you can feel it mm -hmm. I love that that is so good because that's a quiet inner confidence that nobody can take away you know yeah, I mean sometimes when we're out there performing um, and we feel like we have to perform and do. Um, however, when it becomes like what you're saying, like this person being an introvert, and it just goes to show that, you know, people that are introverted, when they can hear stories like that, they can go, wow, you know, what do I need to do to be able to develop that quiet, strong sense of confidence in myself? 
And do you have any gold nuggets on that? Like, are you willing to impart perhaps any beliefs that, you know, that person that you helped or even yourself um, by, you know, really gaining that kind of um, confidence in yourself? I'd say once you do it, everything else is a pretty much domino effect um, in my experience and um, viewing things that have happened for that person. Um, once I elevated my confidence and then some things that I noticed for them too, it's like the connections you build with people are so much stronger. Um, you attract more people, you attract more opportunities because like I said, when you have that confidence, when you stand firmly in who you are, that is when your name is spoken in higher level rooms that you haven't even walked into yet. That's when people reach out to you and they're like, hey, I heard I heard some great things about you. I'd like to work with you. Like once I once I built my confidence and people started to pick up on that, it attracted so, so much. Wow. Like even this is a bit of an attraction, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I was joking to I was joking to my friends. I was like, I had to like get myself set up with like a scheduling service. I was like, so many people are reaching out to me to network and connect and build. I'm like, I can't keep track of it all. And that came as a direct result of me and that confidence. There you go. It just goes to show. So get your, what would you say to viewers that are tuning into this, um, you know, like, you know, to gain their confidence? Is there is there something that you can impart to them um, to help them to, to really um, to have that kind of confidence within? Yes, I would say think about and really sit yourself down and work through, journal out, whatever you have to do, um, figuring out who you are and what limiting beliefs you have around that. What are your fears of who you are um, and what's holding you back from displaying that? And then work through those, work through those fears, work through those things that you're worried about. Mm, absolutely and and that's very powerful journaling writing down you know getting it from here to on paper um it's so powerful so so there's so many great words and now I'm going to give you um the floor um probably just for a couple of minutes to share on the three of your most I guess um what you would consider to be powerful energetic laws so um yeah I, i'm i'm just going to give you the floor and uh i'm excited to hear them and get your pen and paper out and get ready to take some notes all right so um there's so like all of the energetic laws are amazing they're really impactful they're really useful but the ones that have stood out the most to me throughout my life and throughout my work and that have benefited me the most um, are the law of correspondence, the law of rhythm, and law of repulsion. And so law of correspondence is um, your, inner, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So whatever you've got going on inside, that's what you're going to see 
um, outside. That's what you're going to project. Um, law of rhythm is everything has a rhythm. Um, things that might be for one person might not be for you because it is in their rhythm. It might not be in yours. Um, and that really ties in with self-love, getting clear on who you are and respecting yourself properly, respecting what your rhythm is and not forcing other people's rhythms onto yourself. Um, law of repulsion, that is another key one. And that is um, when you have a need or like when you're very needy and clingy and you have this almost addiction to something, then you're going to repel it because that energy is not sure, that energy is not safe, and that's gonna push whatever it is clear away from you. Um, so the flip of that is when you change your, your needs for something to a preference, um, when you stand sure in that you can get it, um, and you don't need to freak out and cling on to it, then you are able to attract it. Um, because energy people, that's something that can be felt by other people. That's something that can be almost seen. Um, and if that energy is not sure, not confident, not clear, then it's going to be very repelling. And that's the law of repulsion. So law of correspondence, outer world is a reflection of your inner world, law of rhythm. Everything has a rhythm and one person's rhythm might not be yours. And law of repulsion, a need and clinginess to something is going to repel it in opposition. Um, a preference is what will attract it more. And these laws tie into se the self-love, um, self-respect. They tie into that confidence, they tie into being sure of yourself. And they for me and for clients that I've worked with, I've seen they really are extremely impactful. They do a lot. They affect almost every aspect of life. Wow. I've written all those down. That That is amazing. Um, and, you know, those being your three main laws, um, you know, I, I just, I can so relate to that. And I love too about the fact that I think there are so many people that fall into the people-pleasing trap and find themselves trying to be part of other people's rhythm. And the fact is that what you've said about that, if, you know, if that's not your rhythm, then, you know, just be, you know, have the power, the strength, the knowledge to listen to your body, to listen to your intuition and to live in your own rhythm of life rather than dancing to the tune of somebody else's. I so yes. love that. I, I just want to thank you um, so much for your time. And my goodness, if Miracle, the 20-year-old life coach, is like this today, I am scared to imagine what you're going to be like in the next 10 years um, and in a Good. very, very uh, powerful, exciting and amazing way. So my last question is how will people be able to find you? 
Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at the Miracle Rogers, um, and I'll drop the links for that um, below. And through my coaching, mm -hmm. I incorporate and dive deeper into those laws, um, really get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> Absolutely, you would. So, guys, you need to get on board because I'll give, I'm going to tip you off that, uh, you know, this is the time to get on board with this young lady. And, you know, if you've heard this message, you know, the thing is that you've got to back yourself. You've got to be able to know that you are the most precious, your greatest asset is your mind, your body, and your soul. And if you can't look after that, um, really, there's nothing that you you can, you know, really look after because your spiritual and emotional and physical uh, abundance and codes of self-love are the most important codes you know, for you on this planet. So I want to thank you. And um, I could listen to you all day. And you just have so much wisdom. So thank you for joining us. And um, I'll see you in a moment backstage. Thank you for having me. And what a delightful young lady. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So, you know, what I want to say to you is if you feel like you've got a mission or a vision or a purpose that you want to share with the world or you want to become crystal clear about it, then you can contact me and we will drop the links to be able to contact me either to become a star on the podcast if you're an influencer leader or you're a coach and you've got something to share with the world or even if you know your zone of genius and you know that you've got something that you're prepared to share I would love to hear from you and you know it is my mission to really help people to unleash their potent power to step into their zone of genius and launch their legacy lifestyle. So that's all I got for you today. Sending you so much love. And remember, you are your greatest asset and results count.